these out the exact same I swear by just saying hello hello what else can you do hello welcome thank you for joining um you know per usual I'm just happy that you're here and if this is your first time clicking play hello my name is Haley Funk and I'm the host of this podcast of the get funky podcast um pun intended for sure um (laughs) I'm super excited that you've clicked play too so um thank you for being here. It always means so much to me. Anytime you click play on this episode, whether this is your first time or whether you listen to all of my episodes, the supports um, means so much. And it honestly makes it more fun when you guys are able to get stuff out of these episodes. So I want to just say thank you, first of all, to everybody that shows me support as always and sends me little messages and kind of gives me your takeaways or asks questions because it makes this all the much more fun. So thank you. Now, if you follow me on Instagram, I made a post, or if you've read the title of this episode, um, I made a post talking about quantum physics, or in my post, um, kind of the key, the key point here was your thoughts have consequences so great that they create your reality. And that's nothing new. You've probably heard me say this, or maybe heard like a gazillion other people say it, that you create your own reality. So it is my goal today to teach you a few concepts that are really, really going to help, um, what's the word, solidify this statement because I think it's lost a lot of the meaning. I think that there's a very, very big difference in knowing that something works and versus knowing how it works on a very deep level because I think that there's a very shallow understanding of what that sentence actually means. So it is my goal today to teach you this in a way that you'll understand. Yes, your thoughts are creating your reality, but exactly how this happens. And I want to teach it to you from a very logical approach, not a very, you know, not a very like philosophical or spiritual approach because I I think it can very much sound that way. However, there is actually scientific, uh, backing on this. So we're going to dive into a little bit of quantum physics today. Um, I'm going to nerd out on you and it's super duper cool. I think that once, if you can follow along with these concepts throughout this episode, that this is going to make sense to you in a completely new way that it didn't before, because I'm going to be taking some concepts that you already know and uh, introducing some new ones to tie this all together. Like I said, in a very logical way. So in order for me to do that, I'm going to take it back with, or or I guess we're going to start this episode with a little bit of a science lesson. So I'm going to take it back to the 17th century with you today, and we're going to chat about Isaac Newton real quick. So you've all heard of him. He's a guy that you learned about in school, a physicist. Um, And basically Newton's laws explained that everything in our universe is predictable. It's solid. We can measure it. Um, And it's very, very precise. Or in other words, everything in our physical reality is predetermined and it cannot be affected by energy. This is what his models showed. Um, 
And we believed that for a very, very long time. And then 200 years later, our friend Albert Einstein comes into the picture where he produces the equation E equals MC squared, um, which demonstrated that energy and matter are so fundamentally related that they're actually one and the same. So this was very contradicting to Newton's model because Newton's model... um, Describe them as two completely separate things. Now, 200 years later, we learn that this is not the case through Albert Einstein's discoveries. And so what this led to was even more scientific discoveries that showed that energy and matter are not only the same, like Albert Einstein's um, discoveries showed, but they're actually interchangeable, meaning they can go from being energy to matter or, um, or from matter to energy. So matter is something physical and energy is, is energy, right? Your mind is energy. You are energy. Um, everything around us is like physical matter, right? So it actually showed that they're so one in the same that they actually can, um, they're, they're interchangeable if that makes sense. So like an example of this would be like a light. Um, and then also when light bends around a corner, Um, That would be an example of it going from uh, one state to the other. So what does this mean? This discovery means that everything in our physical life is not actually solid, but rather it's a field of energy or frequency patterns of information that are making up that physical object or this physical reality. Um, So in light of these new discoveries, a new field of science was born shortly after Albert Einstein's discovery called quantum physics. And that is what we're going to talk about today. So before quantum physics came along, like I said, we believed that an atom was a relatively solid, um, had a relatively solid nucleus and that these particles would rotate around the nucleus. So think of this as like the way that the planets rotate around the sun Um, on the level of an atom, if you don't remember quite what an atom looks like, like think of those like little toothpick marshmallow things that you make in school. Or like if you've ever seen Jimmy Neutron, you know, like the little atom that pops up on the screen and it's got the little things rotating around it. That's what I'm talking about. So before quantum physics, we believed that atoms looked this way. We believed that these little particles would rotate around the nucleus, um, and that that nucleus was solid Um, And what quantum physics actually reveals is that this atom is mostly made up of empty space. So what does that even mean? Why is this relevant? Well, it means that it's it's mostly energy. Atoms are 99.999999% energy. And they're 0.1% matter. So soon after this discovery of, of, or excuse me, soon after this field of science was born, quantum physics, Quantum physicists were able to create an instrument where we could not only measure, but we could count the number of electrons making up one singular atom. And the reason that all of this is relevant is because what these discoveries showed um, as they were able to not only study atoms, but go even smaller, they could study the particles that are actually making up the atom Um, the discoveries that they found is that this actually was really conflicting to Isaac Newton's laws at their most basic level. Reality was not solid. Reality was not predetermined. And atoms, the building blocks of our realities, 
or reality, excuse me, is not behaving the same on a subatomic level, meaning the particles that are making up one atom, the protons, the neutrons, and the electrons, um, react differently than an atom would. So this left a lot of questions. Um, Like, how is it that the particles are subject to one set of rules, but the very thing that those particles make up an atom can be subject to a completely different set of rules. It didn't make sense. So obviously they studied this further. Um, And stay with me here, okay? I'm going to kind of go into a little bit of a rabbit hole, but this is going to make sense. So on a subatomic level, scientists can measure what are called energy-dependent characteristics, meaning they can measure things like wavelengths or voltage potentials. Um, just anything that gives off energy. But these little particles have such little mass or or matter, meaning they have such a small part of them that are physical, and it's so small that they are so temporary that it's almost non-existent. So what am I saying? Remember how I said an atom is, or these particles are point, or are 99.99999% energy and 0.1% matter. So Basically, while studying this field of quantum physics, these little particles, because they are majority, because majority of them is energy, they're very, very tough to study. Um, But what makes this subatomic world so unique is that it possesses both physical and energetic qualities. So quantum physicists, obviously, like I said, had a really hard time with this because these subatomic particles are so elusive. They're so hard to catch because what they would do is they would constantly disappear and reappear within this field of energy because 99.99999% of that particle was made up of energy. So think of it like this, is these particles were not rotating around the nucleus like we had believed they were, rather they are actually disappearing and reappearing at random within this energy field, okay? So what this means is that this particle was constantly transitioning back and forth between being energy and being matter. It would pop back and forth between between being in space and time and out of space and time. It would pop into the quantum field and back out of the quantum field. And what I mean by this is when I say the quantum field, when it pops into the quantum field in the form of energy, time and space don't exist. And then when it would pop back in and show up and they could study it, that's where time and space exists. And that's where they could see it because it would become physical. So basically it would transition. Like I said, it was very interchangeable between being matter and being physical. This is why um, the behavior is so different from normal physics, because in normal physics, space and time are a factor Space and time is something that is a factor in our physical reality, but when you go to a quantum subatomic um, level, space and time literally doesn't apply. It's not a thing. So that is how these little particles can pop in and out of space, or excuse me, in and out of these energy fields, because space and time literally doesn't exist on that small of a scale, um, if that makes sense, which I think is so freaking crazy. That was such a a crazy concept for me to to wrap my brain around. But how does all of this little science lesson apply to you? 
this is where it gets freaking crazy. So what quantum physicists soon discover um, upon studying these particles is a phenomenon that they refer to as the observer effect, meaning that as they experienced, or excuse me, experimented with these particles that they were studying, what they soon realized is that the person that was observing or measuring these tiny subatomic particles, that person actually affected the behavior of them. So these quantum experiments were demonstrating that these particles existed simultaneously in an infinite array of possibilities and probabilities when it was in this energy field. And it was only when the observer or the person, uh, the observer is what I'm going to call it, but the person measuring the observer, um, it was only when the, the person focused their attention on a location or one electron within that energy field that it would then appear. So in other words, a particle cannot manifest from the quantum field into reality where time and space exists without having been observed first. So what do I mean is I mean is it is not until the energy in the quantum field, it is not until that energy is affected by your energy aka your attention, your energy, that it will then become matter or that it'll then become something physical. So it means that it will remain in the energetic field of infinite possibilities until the energy is affected by some other energy to where it can manifest into something physical. Hopefully that makes sense. So literally what this means is that everything exists in this energetic field and an infinite number of ways and an infinite number of possibilities and probabilities and literally not until it is affected by your energy that it'll affect its energy. So at a, so at its subatomic level, energy responds to your energy and becomes matter. So in other words, what this observer effect teaches us is that directed mindful attention or directed mindful energy is the very thing that collapses the infinite number of possibilities into the one that your energy affected it into. Meaning that whatever your energetic signal is, is what is going to be mirrored back into the quantum field. So think of it like this. If everything in this universe is made up of subatomic particles, by their very nature, these particles exist as pure potential. When they are in their energetic states, while they're not being observed, they are potentially everything and nothing until they're observed. They exist nowhere, but they exist everywhere until they're observed. Thus, um, everything exists as pure potential. So these subatomic particles can exist in an infinite number of places and possibilities simultaneously. And they have the potential to collapse into one possibility once it's observed, if that makes sense. Um, so literally what this means is that willful attention and sincere application of this willful attention is how you use this observer effect to influence the physical reality. So... I, I kind of want to make this make sense. So think of it like this. When you have like clay or Play-Doh, the way that you can mold it with your hands, that is literally how energy in the quantum field works. That's how everything in our reality on their like microscopic tiny little level works. It is shaped by attention or in other words, like your mind's energy, whether it's subconscious or not. 
conscious or subconscious, excuse me. So you're going to affect it regardless if, if, if you know you are or not. So energy and matter are so intimately related that they're one and the same. That means your mind, that means energy, that means matter. Everything around you is one and the same. So your conscious mind has an effect on this energy because your conscious mind is also energy. The energy itself has a consciousness. It is a field of information. And because you are made of these same particles, this is why you have the power to influence these same particles because at the most elementary level, you are energy with a conscious and matter is energy. You are conscious matter. You are mindful matter. So what quantum physics has shown us is that this physical universe is is an interconnected field of information that exists in the form of potential energy um, and that it's not affected by time and space in the quantum realm. But, But obviously in our realm, there is that component of time and space that... Um, that is relevant. And so that's why it can take time for things in your reality to change is because of that, that little factor. Um, and so everything in this universe is, um, is connected to a sea of information or energy that is beyond the, the physical space and time that you can see. So because of this energetic connection that we can't see, but we know is there, We don't need to actually be touching or even in close proximity to any physical elements in the quantum field to be affected or affect them. We're intertwined. The physical body that you have is an organized pattern of energy and information. And in what your body does is it gives off an energetic signal or a pattern that that's what you can measure on like EKGs or certain machines. You can actually measure the energy that your body gives off. And so um, energy carries information and your fluctuating patterns of energy or or your vibe is what I like to call it, whether it's subconscious or not is changing on a moment to moment basis. Your energetic signature is constantly changing because you're more than just a physical body. You're a conscious being with a body and a brain that is expressing those different levels, um, via an electric signature or excuse me, an energetic signature. So another way to look at this or another way to look at how we're connected to this quantum field is another concept, another concept, excuse me, called quantum entanglement. Essentially what it is, is that two particles that have been initially linked in some way, or think of like you and another person, you will always be energetically bonded and energetically bonded beyond space and time. So as a result of this, um, anything that is done to one will be done to the other, even if they are separated by space and time. Once connected, they're always energetically connected. That means that we too, since we're made up of these particles, we are implicitly connected beyond space and time energetically. What we undo to ourselves, we undo to others. This is why you literally hear people say, reality is a mirror of you because it is. So think about the implications of this. If you can wrap your head around all of this, and if this is making sense, that it would then make sense then, and you would have to agree that the you now, or excuse me, yeah, the you now um, that is existing is connected to the you in the future that you want to be. Um, Because like I said, space and time does not apply. You are energetically connected. 
So the, the you that exists then is connected to the you that exists now. So, so what does this mean? I'm, what I'm saying is, is your vibe creates an energetic signature that affects this quantum field. So your vibe is giving off. Um, so when your vibe gives off like a, a signature of like abundance, this is what's going to be um, energetically signaled into this quantum field. And it's going to begin to manifest into reality. Um, after a period of space and time, of course, because that's the reality that we live on, but it's instantly already immediately happening on a quantum level. That's why you can't see it because you obviously have to have to have like fucking microscopes that are tiny. Um, but it slowly is beginning to happening. So this is literally why I talk about it so much about your vibe and your energy and your conscious thoughts are so powerful that they quite literally do affect the physical reality around you. So this is why it's so, so important to, I guess, um, put in time and, and put in effort to having the vibe that you want, because whether or not you want it to happen, it's going to happen. And everything around you is going to mirror back exactly what you're giving off. So hopefully if you've been able to follow through this episode, that these concepts right here really add a lot more logical meaning to that statement that you are creating your more, your reality in a sense that's logical because I think it sounds very philosophical and spiritual, like I said, and it is, it's very, very, it's a very beautiful thought, but there is that science background to it that it's like, we can prove this, we've done it. There's so many studies on it and I'll totally dive into it on other episodes if you guys want to hear about it because this I could nerd out on like all day. But I want you to, I wanted to give you this in a very bite-sized chunk so that just this one single concept alone, I wanted to add a little bit more meaning back into this sentence so that you could fully grasp the how of how do we create our reality? How is it that our thoughts are creating our reality? Because I think that adds so much more meaning to that sentence. Um, and there's so, so much more that goes into this on um, learning exactly how to give off the energy that you want and how to affect that into the quantum field and how to quantum leap so that time and space aren't as big of a factor. Um, we can totally dive into that on other episodes, but it's my hope that this at least makes a little bit more sense. If you have questions on it, um, definitely shoot me a DM. I would totally, totally love to explain this further if this isn't clicking or if you do have any additional questions. And then on Friday, I'm going to chat a little bit more on this, but more specifically, I want to, now that you have this basis, basic understanding of how this is happening, I want to go a little bit further and teach you how to go from one vibe to another. Meaning if you have really low vibes, how the hell do you go to high vibes? So that if you are in those low energetic states that you can begin to shift that and give off the vibe that you want to be having. Because I think that that's obviously super important. Um, but I will, we'll dive into that on Friday because I think that that's, that could be long. Um, so yeah, I think that that's it. I think I'm going to stop here. All right. Well, that's it. And we'll wrap this up. And um, as always, if you got any value out of this episode, totally shoot me a DM, share it on your story, rate and review. I don't have any rate and reviews on this channel yet. And that would be pretty freaking sick if 
you could leave a rate and review or share this on your story. Honestly, whatever works for you, but the, the support honestly just means so much, you guys. So thank you to everyone who shares this with their friends and on their stories and all that good jazz. So I will see you guys Friday and we are going to dive into so much more of this good stuff. Super freaking excited. And I'll catch you guys on the next episode. Bye.